0: It's National Pretend to Be a Time Traveler Day. It's also National Brownie Day. Whoever came up with that first one had something interesting in their brownies, I bet. This is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Yeah, National Brownie Day today. You know, the classic brownie consists of just butter, sugar, chocolate, eggs, and flour. Unsweetened chocolate is used so that the sugar is required uh, to balance the bitterness. You didn't think you'd learn that today, did you? Well you did. Uh, there you go. Uh, by the way, this isn't the only brownie day. February 10th is actually national have a brownie day. Uh, the, the difference, I don't know. They, they have two days. Are you going to fight about it? Cause come on, it's brownies. You get brownies that day. You get brownies this day. It's perfect. Uh, the first brownie was actually, um, not a brownie at all. It was a, a tasty treat sweetened with molasses. And, uh, we know that now as a blondie. Okay, sure. Um, That's brownie fact number two for you. Let's go with brownie fact number three. Maybe this one will be better. (laughs) The largest brownie. Well, that weighed 234 pounds and three ounces. Yeah, Something Sweet Bake Shop in Daphne, Alabama was the one that uh, put that one together back in 2013. Okay, well, that was a pretty good fact because that's a giant brownie. But the best fact perhaps here is the number one item to place in a brownie that's legal is walnuts. So there you go. Everything you ever wanted to know about brownies, but we're afraid to ask. Yeah, uh, pretend to be a time traveler day is today. If I could go back in time, I'd redo my script on the whole brownie thing. But, you know, whatever. I, I can't go back in time because I am not a time traveler. But today I can pretend to be one. Uh, if you're going to do this, well, you might want to learn from the greats, like, for instance, Back to the Future, right? I love that movie. I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. That was the first movie I ever saw in the theater twice because it was so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. How about that one? You can learn from time travel from those guys, right? <laughs> bring, some, bring some people back with you if you do that. Uh, the movie The Time Machine, that's a good one. Time After Time, though, is probably... Uh, okay, yeah, I know. Back to the Future's up there, right? But Time After Time... That movie is amazing. It's just amazing for its 80s awesomeness. Yeah, I know in Back to the Future they were set in the 80s. This movie was set in like early 80s, 70s, something like that. I don't know. It's awesome. Check it out. Time after time. Loved it. Uh, the Terminator. That's another one. Uh, you got to love that one. There's There was one that was always on on HBO called Time Bandits. Uh, I was like in love with this movie when I was a kid. I watched it recently and I wonder if I had some brownies that day, yeah, not that good. Not that good. (laughs) I've also, of course, got to bring up some time bending, you know, like uh, for instance, Groundhog's Day, technically a time traveler, right? Or bending time in some sort of way. And uh, the latest one, Palm Springs, which is basically like Um, Groundhog's Day, except without Bill Murray, and it's set in Palm Springs. So there you go. Plenty of uh, ways for you to learn on how to be a time traveler on Pretend to Be a Time Traveler Day. Okay. Speaking of time travel, we're going to go back in time to 1941. Yeah, 80 years ago today. As we mentioned yesterday, it was the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the sneak attack from Japan. Well, I left the story hanging there, right? Because I wanted to talk about FDR's famous speech. You might say infamous speech. Yeah, see what I did there? You know, he says infamy in there. So I I went ahead with that. Time travel. If I could go back in time, I'd remove that joke. Okay, he called in his presidential secretary uh, when he was ready to start writing this speech because what they did, of course, was they took dictation back then. So here was the thing. He sits down, right? He's taken a long drag on a cigarette because, you know, it's back then and it was perfectly fine to smoke back then. In fact, doctors would tell you it was healthy back then. That's how crazy 1941 was. Anyway, he leaned back in his chair and he began to recite the speech. He dictated the speech, almost the whole thing, without interruption. I mean, he probably took a couple of drags of cigarettes as he was going there. But anyway, he dictates the whole thing and then he edits it himself. And while editing, he changed the word history to the word infamy. Yeah, you know, a day that will live in history is what he said originally, which not as good. He figured the word infamy might, you know, give that that extra power. Now, here's the thing. There was actually two speeches. Yeah, there was the one he wrote and there was the one that his advisors wrote Now, his speech, of course, we're still talking about it today, right? I was excited to actually look at the speech again. (laughs) I read through that yesterday. I was like, okay, this is pretty awesome. Great speech. Well, the other one that his advisors wrote was 17 pages long. And it detailed the history of U.S.-Japan relations. Uh, It was a saga that he decided, now, I'm going to go with my speech. So he went with his speech. And uh, it's kind of cool that he did because does still last till today. We still know and still talk about that speech. Uh, He felt that that speech, his, did a good job of expressing how the United States has been wronged and enforcing that the U.S. was ready to fight back and win. We go now to 1980. It is the anniversary today of the murder of John Lennon outside the Dakota in New York City. The Dakota was like, you know, an apartment building. A lot of celebrities lived there. But come on, John Lennon, right? People would gather outside to try to get autographs and whatnot, you know? Okay, so Mark David Chapman was outside amongst others. Now, Mark was a Beatles fan who was not too happy with John's lavish lifestyle. and. John had made a comment back in 1966 that said the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. Mark didn't like that comment, but he stood outside waiting for an autograph from John. And John actually left just to go to a recording session. And he signed an album on his way out. Now, on his return from the recording session, Mark was still there. And this time, Mark shot and killed John Lennon. News broke throughout the world, but was slightly delayed because Yoko Ono wanted to first go back and tell her son, Sean, before the news was released. She was afraid that he was at home at the apartment, like watching TV, and he would hear about this, not from her, but from the media. Okay, well, this plan sort of worked. The problem was that just by chance, a local news producer that worked for ABC had been in a motorcycle accident earlier in the day. Now, he didn't hear that the news story wanted to be delayed. He didn't hear any of that, but he heard that John Lennon was right there in the ER in the same room as him. So he got on the phone and made a phone call to the producers releasing the news about John Lennon's death and whatever details that he was able to overhear there in the room. You wonder why we have... Like, HIPAA laws, right? (laughs) Like, why we try to, like, have a little privacy? Uh, Yeah, well, this is one of the reasons. Where did most people hear about this? Well, it was announced during Monday Night Football by famed announcer Howard Cosell. Yeah, he broke into the coverage there to announce the news. Now, in Paul McCartney's new book, The Lyrics, he reveals that he did have one last conversation with John Lennon. What did they talk about? You think, like, music, a reunion? Uh, No, no. They talked about baking bread. (laughs) Yeah, Paul was baking bread at the time of the call, and that became the topic of conversation. Paul McCartney's new book, The Lyrics, is out now. All right, let's uh, take a look at our birthdays for today. It is the birth of Sammy Davis Jr. Today. He was born on this day of 1925. Jim Morrison, born on this day of 1943. Terry Hatcher is 57. Sinead O'Connor, 55. Nicki Minaj is 39. Sam Hunt is 37. And Anna-Sophia Robb is 28. That is your look at December 8th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart. We're super sorry. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and Give us a five star if you think we deserve it. We've also got a new episode of Learning More coming out next week. Yeah, the show returns, which means I get to talk about it a bunch on this one. That's what I do. <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.